Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Resistant to change, Todd finds himself at a crossroad when his girlfriend, Lucy, is offered a promotion on the other side of the country. Before he can decide whether to stay or go, Todd's evil twin from a parallel universe arrives to take his place. Todd must face the prospect of a world without Lucy. With the reluctant help of Lucy's brother, Dave, Lucy and Todd must confront the barriers to their relationship, their perception of self, and the laws of the universe itself to distinguish the wrong Todd from the right one. And that is the premise behind this wonderfully funny and inventive uh, comedy that will be uh, premiering, the world premiere, world premiere mm-hmm. at the Los Angeles Film Festival on September 24th. That's Monday at 7.15. 7.15. Ah, and that voice, the voice of God that you just heard in in our conversation, <laughs> that is the director and writer of the film The Wrong Todd, and that would be Rob Schulbaum. Rob, Hello. Welcome. hi, welcome to film school. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Again, I had a lot of fun with this film. I really enjoyed uh, the the premise, the execution of the premise, and you had some terrific performances out of your cast, Jesse Rosen, Anna Rizzo, <laughs> as well as Sean uh, Carmichael, the three uh, main people in the film. Yeah, Tell me a little bit you. about how you came to the story. What, where did this, uh, how did this come into being? Uh, well, there, it, to be honest, it was a bit of therapy on a page. Uh, you know, it centers around Todd, who is confronted with the idea of moving uh, across country. And my wife and I had a similar dilemma, although I didn't have to deal with an evil doppelganger. But I felt <laughs> the same push and pull from my, my own internal conflict. Um, you know, so I, it was, uh, I put it down on the page. And, you know, the wrong Todd didn't solve my dilemma. I had to make that choice on my own. But it, it helped express some of the feelings I was having um, in, a, I'd say, a somewhat literal sense. And I mean, just in terms of coming up with the, uh, the I mean, in some ways, you know, uh, great art borrows from great art and all that sort of thing with uh, the idea of uh, time travel. We can go back to, uh, you know, uh, back to the future sort of technology. Well, it, it's sort of a homage, if you will, the way that it's sort of the way that we discover how this all happened. Um, but it's it really a, a film like this. It's all in the execution. It's all in whether or not it's it's quote-unquote believable within the context of the film and then the ability of the people in the film to behave in ways that make sense make they resonate with 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 the audience at least that's my opinion of watching a film like this is once you accept a premise is it internally makes sense and this film really works on that level Uh, so uh, uh, did it take you a while to sort of make sure all the moving parts of the film or the story worked out in the way that you know so that the reaction I'm having is the reaction that you were trying to elicit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's it's tricky for any writer to uh, you know write a character that behaves believably. And I think one of the one of the things we did was we we started from a situation that was real and that people have dealt with, um, being faced with a difficult choice. Um, and the you know the the, the sci-fi elements um, kind of just illuminate that. I like using sci-fi or fantastical elements to kind of highlight an emotion or a challenge. I feel like it makes the mundane a little more entertaining and kind of brings it out into the open. Yeah, yeah. Nicely done. And, and in terms of the casting of the film, um, just uh, pulling, who, how did you find Jesse and 
and and the rest of the crew? Uh, well, we were fortunate. Um, Jesse was actually my roommate in college, so we've been uh, we've been at this for a long time together. And we had we had made this film as a short initially. It was a ten minute short, um, and it resonated really strongly with people, which is why we decided to flesh it out to a feature length. So we always knew Jesse was going to be uh, our lead. And then it was just a matter of holding a casting call. And Rhode Island and the surrounding area is is full of really talented actors who are just like really excited to work on things that they like. And we got some really good good people in, and um, I think you know they they saw they saw that there was some promise to it, and they and they gave it their all. Yeah, they really did, and it's the chemistry in a film like this is so as any film, but it's really important. And I I thought the the interaction, the the way that uh, that Lucy and Todd played off of one another, another Jesse uh, Rosen and Anna Rizzo, was really wonderful. And and then and then especially Dave and and Todd uh, were again the chemistry with all, within all of them is is yeah it just really works and in a comedy it, it's about it's about believability in my opinion setting expectations and is is vitally important and I thought this film yeah. did a really nice job that way. Thank you. Yeah, that's very kind. There's actually you know it's, there's two romances in this film. There's the romance between Todd and Lucy, which is kind of the central A plot. But so much of the story was driven by Dave, who's essentially, you know, the best friend's brother character. Right. Uh, we were actually all surprised to see how much screen time Dave actually had between his, his two versions of himself. Yeah, he's in it a lot. And then uh, the, the, the mad scientist in the film was really good. That would be Derek K. Moore. Derek K. Moore really brought a lot of energy to that role. And, and yeah, I, he's, a, he's a terrific comedian, a local comedian in Rhode Island, and... I think I think casting a comedian in kind of a, a threatening role just brings this this new dimension. I mean, we we had our pick of any scary looking guy, but Derek can Derek can find the humor in any situation, and he kept everybody laughing on the set. <laughs> well, he did. He really did. I I just I really enjoyed his work in this, and he's over the top. That's not an easy thing to do. It, it can be yes, quite yeah. quite a, a challenge. Even though it if there people will think, well, they just you know, just exaggerate, but actually, I just thought he was very funny. I, I just, yeah, I really liked him in the film. So, talk a little bit about the film premiering on uh, Monday night at the Los Angeles um, Film Festival. Talk about uh, you're going to be. I assume you're in town for for the Q and A. Yes, we are. We are here. Um, we actually have our full cast as well, which is uh, very exciting, uh, especially given that it was it was quite the hike. But everybody, you know, wanted to come out and see this on the big screen. So yeah, we will. The full cast and um, director, producer, you know, production manager will will all be there. Uh, we're very very excited to be premiering at Los Angeles Film Festival. It was uh, definitely our, our top choice. Um, we feel like we're we're a good fit for the kind of movies that usually end up there. Um, and obviously, it's it's top-notch in terms of visibility so we've we've already gotten farther than than we ever could have hoped so it's all icing from here tell me a little bit about your background as a filmmaker uh well i uh, I, I used to live in los angeles actually for 10 years um my the uh, the job i had for the longest was at family guy i was there for nine of, of 10 years um which was really exciting for me and in, in the late 90s i just i absolutely adored family guy and idolized seth MacFarlane. i just i wanted to be him i thought he had the best job in the world so when I moved here in 2004, I, I really had no expectations that I'd be lucky enough to work on a show that informed so many of my sensibilities about comedy. Um, but an acquaintance of mine got staffed on the show, and naturally I had to try, and I, I got a job. 
Um, so I was an editor there for, for many years, um, and I learned so many great lessons about screenwriting and storytelling. I learned the challenges of putting a show together. I learned the anatomy of a joke, how scripts are written and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten, and, rewritten <laughs> uh, and, and how to bring a group of creative and technical people together to make something great. So those, those are all things I witnessed while I was there. And one day I just said, you know, I want to try and, and, and do this myself with my own story. Um, so that, and that's how it happened. Rhode Island is, uh, the reason I moved to Rhode Island, so there's a lot of reasons. I have family there, but I also love the idea of like a burgeoning film scene. And, and I've met so many great people there who are just passionate about making movies and, uh, and, and filmmakers who know their craft. So, uh, it, it's a really great place to make a movie. I'd highly recommend it. LA is obviously, you know, the capital, but. Yeah, well, tell me, I'm really interested. So, where we're talking about Rhode Island, is that what we're talking about in, in that area, or? Yes, Rhode Island is uh, is is now where I've, I've set up a home base, and it's also where the movie takes place. Right, right. But I mean, there there is well, that, thank you for that because I I'm always interested in sort of figuring out, you know, where are filmmakers. I mean, Austin's been obviously for many years been quite a, a incubator for great cinema uh, as well as. San Francisco, Los Angeles, obviously Southern California, but uh, it's great to hear. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of other communities of uh, filmmakers around the country, but uh, thanks for the heads up. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, I mean, you you're working on Family Guy, I'm editor, that's a film that is very intensive in terms of its hopscotching from one joke or one situation to another. There's a lot of that going on. So I'm sure, as you were describing, learning this kind of the anatomy of a joke, setting up jokes and all the rest of it. Are you a in-person, one-on-one, do you consider yourself a funny person? Are you a, are you, are you funny? <laughs> I'd like to think so. Okay. Um, but I suppose it all depends on the audience um, on a day-to-day basis. I, I find that, um, I'm more situationally funny, I think. Yeah. Stand-up would never appeal to me. I don't think I could do that life. That's too hard. But when I get when I get a chance to write something down, I feel like funny situations often come out. Yeah, no, and, and I'm kind of with you on that. I, I I think that situationally funny is is better than you know, take my wife, please, kind of you know, kind of <laughs> joke telling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. I think you're. I think you're. That that's awesome. I, I I'm a big. I'm a huge fan of comedy. I mean, just one of those things that, uh, from the oh, time yeah. I was five years old, I remember sitting in front of the TV in a, a little tiny rocking chair with a bathrobe on, watching "You Bet Your Life." So that's how far back. <laughs> Thought that. Was I remember the- when my my first joke landed. I told my mom a joke, um, and I was maybe nine or ten, and she laughed earnest, in earnest. And I was like, "Okay, that's something I that's something I like. I think I want to do that again." Isn't that funny? That I I remember that making my mom laugh too. That's that's uh, yeah. That's. Uh, <laughs> That is the probably more more ways than we know. That is pro- pleasing our moms. Has probably had as for comedians probably one of the one of the uh, the uh, boxes you have to check in terms of <laughs> can you make your mom laugh? Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I yes, that's right, that's right. Well, I I really I had a lot of fun with the wrong Todd. I thought it was funny, and again, the character development is excellent in it, and. Uh, the timing in it and the situations. And I, I, I can my congratulations to you on the film. And uh, thank you. All, yeah. And all the best uh, on in the opening on September 24th uh, at the Los Angeles Film Festival. It'll be at the Arclight Culver City. You will be there. There's a red carpet media 
uh, kind of thing before the film, but at 7.15, they fire up the projectors and let it fly. Well, yeah, all the best to you and your crew, and uh, we'll see you soon. Come back. I'd love to to Mm -hmm. have you back on. Great. We'll we'll try. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Again, we've been speaking with Rob Schulbaum, the director and writer of the film The Wrong Todd. Thanks. Thanks very much, Rob. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.